episode of the Starting XI podcast. We have an amazing episode for you guys, or it's a big match, as you all know, and huge news coming out just recently, right before we're recording this. I am joined here with my wonderful co-host, uh, Spencer Shapiro. How are you doing, Spencer? I'm doing great. I'm excited for the episode. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really well, and I am as well excited for this episode. And um, we're going to jump right into it with the Champions League final, which was just, you know, of course, the big game where we saw Bayern Munich beat Paris Saint-Germain 1-0 um, in the final, the goal by the ex-PSG player, in fact, Kingsley Coleman. And, well, Spencer, let me just get your overall match thoughts and, you know, what you thought about the game. I mean, the game, I have to say, went somewhat to how I want to. Bayern ended up going with the high press, which PSG did expose at times. Which PSG did expose at times. But they just were not anywhere near clinical enough in front of goal. Specifically, Kylian Mbappe missed a couple of, not sitters, but clear chances in which he could have scored. Chupo Moting came on at the end and provided some threat and nearly bagged another one himself. Di Maria was phenomenal all game and almost scored. And it was just a solid performance by PSG. But at the end of the day, Bayern were just too good for them. They scored their chances, could have had a couple of penalties and ended up on top. For sure. For sure. And... You know, I think we'll hop into it. And let's start off with PSG, um, the unfortunate losers of the match. You know, I think you're, 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 you're so right. At halftime, I thought PSG definitely could have been ahead. I think Neymar on that one, it was a great save by Neuer. Pretty lucky with his left hand just hanging back there, to be honest with you. But it was a good save still. And although I thought Neymar should have converted. I thought Mbappe, that chance, I mean, you know, Mbappe was quite silent throughout the game, in fact. And that chance... Really, he needs to put something on that. You know, you can't shoot it down the middle with no power. That's really disappointing. And I thought Di Maria, and as you say, he had a great game. Although I thought that one chance where Paredes snuck it, uh, snuck it right into him in the kind of the top right corner of the box, a little, little deeper in, and he blasted it over the bar. One of those chances, to me, needed to be a goal. And that would have changed his game completely, I thought. But then, of course, we saw, you know, Byron stayed dangerous, Lewandowski hitting the post, and few other opportunities, and Kingsley Coleman was able to convert to that header past Navas. But, you know, I think, I think Spencer, let me, let me ask you a question. If you're a PSG fan, do you think this is a missed opportunity? Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, anytime you're in a Champions League final, you hope to come out on top. And, I mean, in this game, you have to say, PSG didn't play bad. They had all the opportunities yeah. to win the game. They were solid on the defensive end. They just ended up coming up short. And with this PSG squad, though, they will have more chances. But as long and as long as they don't, they're able to bounce back. Yeah, I don't think this loss will be too devastating for them. But I think they should be. It was a clear missed opportunity for them. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think. An important thing to talk about, and maybe this is a little harsh on Neymar. We have seen him playing some of the best football we've ever seen him playing in the last two games against Atalanta and then against Leipzig. And I thought in the first half he was good. He had a few opportunities. But in the second half, 
I thought he almost turned into his old self in a sense. You know, he wasn't – he was trying to do it on his own. You know, he was trying to dribble and do flicks and tricks and score on his own. I thought that was a little disappointing. I thought if he could have just kept that kind of – that fighting spirit that he had against – in the other two games, um, against Adonis and Leipzig, maybe they could have gone something else. But I think, you know, we questioned PSG's defense coming into this game, and they did their job. And to, for the attack to um to to not convert those chances, I think, as I said, it's just that's a really big and unpre- you know unpredictable circumstance for them to lose that game. And real quick, you know, you touched on uh, Chupo Moting, and he had a opportunity um, after he, after Thomas Tuchel subbed him on. Spencer, am I am I wrong by saying that? Why why bring on? I know Chupo Moting got the goal against Atalanta. Right, but why? You know, you have uh, Mario Cardi on the bench, Paulo Sarabia, two world class right players that have been in these high, high intense games and finals. Like Sarabia with the uh, Sevilla in the Europa League, and Icardi, we've seen those in, in a few few times in Inter. Why? Why bring on Chupo Moting? Wasn't that a little surprising to you? Yeah, of course it was a. You have to say, Icardi was their big signing. Just right. came from Inter and. The biggest game possibly in PSG's history, down by one, needing a goal. You choose to bring on Chupo Moting instead. Yeah. It just shows a complete lack of faith in Icardi by the manager. And it looks like at this point, Icardi's going to be another signing for a big club that just ends up being a waste. Yeah, no, I mean, I think if if I'm Icardi and I'm on the bench... Um, which is, I think, in a sense, not surprising to start with, but maybe a little disappointing. And then I see Chupo Moting come on ahead of me. I, I do take offense to that. And I think Tuchel may have gotten that wrong. For the Bayern defense, I think seeing Chupo Moting enter the pitch over Icardi or Sarabia was definitely a, uh, just a moment of, oh, not relief, right? Because it's a new, I don't want to say relief. That's a little harsh to Chupo Moting, but a little, a little surprising for sure. But we'll talk, you know, we'll talk about Bayern as well, who I thought, great um, in moments of the game. They were a little shy, I felt like, in the first half, but it was because PSG were getting a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to start off with the one change Hansi Flick made coming into this game. It was Kingsley Komen over Ivan Perisic, who had seen play most, of, you know, majority of games um, this season on loan from Inter. And, of course, it will not be permanently having him for next season, but we'll get to that maybe another time. And I thought at first, I think this is a mistake. You know, I think Ivan Perisic is a better attacker than Kingsley Komen. But throughout the game, I thought it was almost the complete opposite. You know, prove me wrong. It, it, not only just because he scored, but as you say, Barry went out with that really high line. And as we know, Alfonso Davies, who plays on the same side, on the left side, as Kingsley Komen, having Kingsley Komen up there with that speed allowed Alfonso Davies to not have to go up the field every single time. You know what I mean? He was able to to stay more defensively so that Bayern could have that high press yet having Alfonso Davies back. And, of course, he did get the goal, put the cherry on top. But I think that begs the question maybe, you know, does Hansi Flick, is he getting enough credit? Is he, when he, he came in when Bayern were fourth place. Um, they had just gotten beat by Frankfurt 5-1. And since then, they've lost around four times. I mean, that seems to me... He's just not getting enough credit in the media. Yeah, I mean, Hansi Flick has done an unbelievable job at Bayern. 
like the turnaround they've had is insane. At one point early in early on in his tenure, they were seventh in the league, and since then they've lost twice and won three trophies. It's crazy. Like you have to say, as someone who is on the elderly side, mm-hmm. or he's not old, but for to be getting his first major managerial job at this age you have to think that it was an it's just a great story for him and he's done an unbelievable team getting Byron on the same page and it's not even like he revolutionized the tactics right. of Byron like they're not really playing all that different but he's been able to get so much out of this team Boateng looks like a completely different player. Moving, mm-hmm. moving David Alaba to center back looks like a stroke of genius. Focusing on playing Joshua Kimmich as a right back is working out unbelievably. And Alfonso Davies on the left side is just amazing, incredible. Just already looking like he could be the second best maybe even the best to left back in yeah. the world and at just at such a young Nin- age 19 yeah 19 yeah it's just an incredible turnaround by Hansi at Bayern no for sure and I think along with that you know we saw Hansi Flick come in where Mueller wasn't getting much game time if any under Nico Kovac and he's been playing him consistently since he's joined and Mueller you know I don't even know what position he plays in. It seems like he just runs around the field. I see him defending in, in the center back position, and seconds later he's up in the in the other team's box. He's just a crazy player, um, an experienced player, as we know, and I thought he also had a great game. But I thought we saw a man in the match be awarded to Thiago Alcantara for Bayern Munich, who, great game. He moved the ball so well, had a few key tackles, and I think you, know, you can definitely say Neuer deserved it, which isn't wrong by any means. But Thiago just had such a great game. And, you know, I've, I know I've personally been a little harsh on him in the past. And when we talked about him leaving Bayern, I said maybe it wasn't going to be the big loss, a big loss for Bayern. But I think if he does leave, um, that would be a huge loss for them because he looks amazing. But, you know, I think that does wrap up our, our talk for the Champions League final. Um, you know, any, mm-hmm. any, last, any last words on, on it, Spencer? I know I have, I have a few, but do you have any? Uh. No, I think we have a pretty big story that we should move on to. Well, true. But let me let me just – I want to say, um, you know, I look at that Bayern Munich team um, who have a lot of experienced players, as we know, who have been in big games. And I look at the PSG, uh, PSG squad that went out there where we, um, we see, T, um, you know, Navas, um, Di, Di Maria. And other than those, you know, Neymar, of course, but not – has been in a few, but other than those players, it seems such a unexperienced side for PSG. And I think they really have to look at the future. Um, you know, it's hard when you're kind of a player that hasn't been in such circumstances like those at a club level and you lose your first Champions League. But I think they definitely have a lot to come in the future. But 100%, we do have the, the biggest story, biggest story. You know, who would have thought there could be a bigger, bigger story than the Champions League final just days after it? Um, breaking the internet right now. And again, this is just released right before we went on air. Lionel Messi has um, had his lawyers put in the, the, the facts to Barcelona's um, executives and owners, whatever, that he is looking to leave 
under the release under his um free transfer clause that he had supposedly had is a lot of confusion, but it looks like he has it he, when he resigned last month. I mean, Spencer, what there's a lot of talk about here, but let's just you know, you can get it started. What do you think about this? I mean, it's been kind of clear that Messi has been unhappy for a while, but it's still something else when the greatest player possibly realistically of all time says he wants to leave the club he's been at since he was 10. And I'm not sure whether it's going to happen. It looks likely at the moment, but things could change with based on what happens with the Barcelona board. But seeing it's going to be so weird if we ever have to see Messi in another jersey. For sure. No, 100%. And, you know, we'll hop right into possible destinations, because why not? That's the fun of it. We'll come back to Barca in a minute. Now, I think me and you will agree on this, Spencer, that we all want to see him maybe go to Juventus, mm-hmm. right? See him team up with Ronaldo, who is, again, as you say, another arguably best player of all time, whatever. And that, I mean, I think every every football fan wants to see that. I mean, you really, you can't not want to see that, I think. So I think Juventus may be there, although the thing that worries me is the wages part. We'll get to that in a minute. Now, I think the big team, the popular team right now, and the favorites are Manchester City. Going back to Guardiola, of course, we know Manchester, Manchester City do, of course, have the money to afford him, um, unlike a lot of other teams. And Spencer, you know, I can just, I'll start off with maybe, you know, my perspective on this. If I'm Messi, I I feel like he's almost, and I told you this before we came on there, but I'll say it again. I feel like he's almost stuck, right? You you can stay at Barcelona. And of course, we understand all the reasons he wouldn't want to. Um, we don't have to get into that. You can go to Manchester City, right? They can afford your wages, but you're 33 years old, entering the Premier League which is, of course, just the most physical tiring on any athlete's body is the Premier League. More games, not, not a lot of rest, just physical league. So you can stay at Barca, go to City, possibly go to Juventus, but again, the wages part really concerns me. I don't see maybe a, a, a win in this situation, do you? I mean, you have to say... It's not a great situation for Messi. I think looking back on it, people might say the best time for him to leave would have been a few years ago and maybe join Pep Guardiola when he arrived at City. Mm -hmm. Maybe say Messi leaves Barcelona instead of Neymar that summer. Yeah. Would have been interesting. But when I look at the team's that are being talked about. The main three I've seen a lot of are Juventus, Man City, as you mentioned, and also Inter Milan. I think Inter (laughs) Milan are a real dark horse here. Because they... (laughs) I'm serious. They aren't... They aren't uh, your typical club that'll make the huge signings. But recently, they've let go of Ericsson. They've... They did... They made a very strong one in the run in the Europa League. They just missed out on Syria by one point. And I just am not three out, not an hour before Messi announced, or the news came that Messi said he wants to leave. Inter released a statement saying Conte was staying. 
What that may just be a coincidence. I think it may have something to do with it. And from mm-hmm. a footballing perspective, ignoring the finances, I think Inter Milan would make the most sense for Messi. He comes into an already somewhat established team with a good defense, whoa, a strong with, is... with a strong defense. Okay. And a good amount of world class, not world class, but a decent amount of play of good players around him: Lautaro Martinez, Romelu Lukaku, an established manager in Antonio Conte, and it's not in the Premier League, which I think would be a very difficult move at this age, based on the physicality. It also reignites his rivalry with Ronaldo. But I think out of all out of the out of those three destinations, purely from a footballing sense, Inter Milan has the least flaws for Messi. I mean, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack. There, I gotta be honest with you. I think now, as you say, you are correct. Inter Milan have been one of the teams linked with uh, Messi since this has happened and before. The, again, the problem I I have here, just to begin with, <laughs> is that. For Inter Milan, you know, we saw with the Ericsson deal, which has not been very good up to now. I mean, completely honest with you, he's, he's unable to break the team. Um, up to now, you know, on, on that deal, they had to reach deep, deep into their pockets in order to get that sum of money out. And it wasn't even, I forget the, the, the amount exactly, but it really wasn't, you know, in terms of other clubs, a huge deal. And, I mean... I look at uh, their their attack, right? Arturo Martinez, you have Alexis Sanchez, you have Romelu Lukaku. So now you're going to put Messi in there. What does that mean for maybe Arturo Martinez and Lukaku? I mean, I, I think Conte wants to stick with the two up top. Who Who's going to drop out of that, let alone now you're paying Alexis Sanchez's wages um, at the deal becomes permanent? I think it, I think it has. Am I right? Or, hmm? Has Alexis Sanchez permanently joined Inter? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. So now you have four attackers on big wages, big wage, big wage bill right there. And, you know, oof, I look at that midfield and the defense. And, again, the, as you said, the defense is good. Uh, Hakimi is joining, which is bright, and, and that's that's a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, Barella in the midfield is an interesting player. But say he joins – so say he does go to, go to enter, you, you know what – what do you see them w- winning? I mean, the Serie A, they can challenge, but I still think Juventus are a better team, don't you? I mean, this season, Inter Milan missed out on Serie A by one point. Although the, game, the league was Although over two weeks league, in advance. The league was over two weeks before. Yeah. But it was also Conte's first season there. Ericsson hasn't been established. Godin's first season there. A lot of new players were coming in. Ashley Young came in. Erickson came in mid-season as well. Alexi Sanchez was injured for part of the season. Skriniar is still struggling to adjust to enter. But they still managed to make a solid run. They got very unlucky to be eliminated in the group stage of the Champions League. Oh, unlucky. I mean, losing to Barcelona's B team. I don't know. But, I mean, they still... Maybe yeah, I'm not the right. They had a chance, but yeah, they had a chance. 
and they show clear improvement towards the end of the season. And when you look at Conte's team, recent the way he set up again in versus Sevilla, like with a standard three five two, likely wouldn't work. But when I look at uh, the way they lined up against Atalanta in the two 0 win, which on in the last Serie A game of the season, with three at the back, four flat across the midfield with a left mid and a right mid that also could play defenders, a cam and two attackers. I could see Messi slotting in at that cam position. Hmm. I think that the way they play with the left left and right-sided players, which were Ashley Young and D'Ambrosio in that game, I think Messi would have the cover in which he wouldn't have to put in the defensive work that he likely wouldn't want to do. And he already knows Lautaro Martin as well. But I also think Romelu Lukaku could be a player who would work well with Messi as in he's the bigger body that can yeah. take that provides a physical hold-up presence that Messi can play off. So I think Messi would actually fit in well with that inter-team. And then I think depending on the game, uh, or Conte could put uh, Alexis Sanchez in on the left side or maybe switch up and play a little more attacking if he wants to include Erickson. But I think at the end of the day, if it comes down to it, inter- if they have a chance, if Inter have a chance to get Messi, I don't think stunting Alexi Sanchez's growth at the club yeah. would well, no, be no, no. any downside for him. Yeah, no, I, that's not what I was trying. I was saying that you know it's, it's just a big wage bill, right? And maybe two points to that. I think if I'm Messi, I'm leaving Barcelona. I'm going. And I'm you know let's say I'm going to Inter. The physical squad is. is are you really, you know, improving from, from your teammates who's around you? I think, you know, in a few positions you are. But at the same time, I, I don't think there's a really big improvement in the squad. You can, I think you could argue almost a decrease. Yeah, in, but in maybe sense. maybe the squad itself individually isn't uh, an improvement. But I think the, the main reason he wants to leave Barca is because of just the absolute chaos behind the scenes. Right. I think, and at Inter, he will have a lot more stability. Mm. There aren't, or there aren't these, all these fights between players. They won't have the same distractions that he'd have there, as in Coutinho's huge transfer fee, Griezmann not getting played despite a hundred million, his hundred million fee. But for the finances side, I think Inter are definitely a team where, say, or I, we can speak on the clause later, which has a huge effect. But I think Inter are a team that the only way they'd be able to get him is if it would be on a free transfer. Right, of course. But again, if I'm messy, I already have my decision in mind. I have, if I'm messy right now, when I sent in that paperwork, I'd have right. a decision uh, would, yeah. where I have an mm-hmm. idea of where I want to go. Maybe I'll let myself get recruited a bit, talk a little to my old manager, Pep, maybe talk to Ronaldo, see what he thinks about a link up. But if I'm him, I already know where I'm going. And I don't, I wouldn't let wages be 
the reason why I wouldn't go to a club. Of mm. course, he wants to get paid more, but I think he already makes so much money. He already has so much in advertising that I don't think it'll be a big deal for him. And another thing yeah. that could be huge is UEFA announced several months ago that they'll actually be changing the financial fair play rules for this season, which will allow owners to pump more money into their clubs in order to combat the pandemic losses. So rather than it being judged on a one-year period, it would be judged on a two-year period, which means that theoretically a club could spend huge this summer and then as long as they make the money back the next year, they wouldn't have to worry about it financially. Like, so I think that could be a huge deal for Messi, who will be on the books for a year, but won't, but they'll have time to counteract the amount of money that his transfer will cost them, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. And that is, as you said, it is a big part in it. Um but again, you know, going, going, and you can say, or people can say that Messi taking the pay cut, he makes enough money. You know, it sounds easy. And if I were in his shoes, I, I agree with you. I, I probably would, but it's hard. It's hard when you're, when you're, when you're that guy, you know, taking a pay cut to go to a team that's ready to win the Champions League next season. Okay. But Inter aren't going to win the Champions League next season. And they may not even win the Serie A. I don't see the incentive in taking a pay cut to go to such a huge gamble uh, like Inter Milan. Um, and, and again, I just to, to me, if I if I'm sitting there with my, as you say, I do think he already has a decision or a a very big um, favorite in mind. If I'm sitting there and I have Juventus or uh, City and, and Inter and you know maybe even Real Madrid, I don't know and. I just don't think Inter are, are, are there. I think the stability thing and the ownership is nice, although Inter Milan uh, ownership has struggled in recent years, right? And that's why we haven't seen them at the top of their game recently, if I'm being completely honest with you, with the Icardi um, saga and the Nangolan saga. And I just – I don't think – I think while, you, while I do agree with you that Inter are going to be a team that do try to challenge for Messi, just not sure they're going to be able to pick that up. And again, as I said, you know, I I just don't I don't other than Juventus to go play with Ronaldo, which would be amazing. Everybody wants that. Other than that, I just don't see the the positive side right now. You go to City, and okay, they might win the Premier League. Although Liverpool, are a great team still, as we know, probably going to add a few players. And you know, even even if they don't, they have an amazing squad. So it's going to be a challenge for the the Premier League, or or, or sorry, and you look to the Champions League where again they're going to be high favorites, but recent years don't suggest that they're going to win it. So I, I really, I just don't see where he can win, and and that is other than going to Juventus, who again I just don't know how they're going to get the wage wage wages to do that. Um, although they are looking to offload about ten players, Pirlo has reportedly had ten players looking to offload, so maybe that could make up for the wages. But, you know, it's it's hard. And I think, you know, we'll do a little prediction right here, Spencer. Where do you think Messi will be next season? Well, I think before we do our final predictions, I just want to touch on one more thing. Like, you keep on mentioning Juventus as a possible destination, but 
I'm not sure if Messi and Ronaldo would be able to put their no, that's true. aside to play together. Yeah. And from that's why I keep on going back from a purely footballing sense. You you mentioned Man City. I don't I don't think the physicality of the Prem would Me be either. something Messi would be looking for at this age. I don't think I'm not sure him and Ronaldo would be able to put their egos aside in order to work together on the same team because say there's a last yep. minute penalty kick to decide the well, Champions League. We know who's League. taking that. We know who's taking that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Realistically, yeah. No, that's that's a... why I'm saying out of all the teams rumored, you have to say Inter's the most likely. Mm. I, or Inter is the best footballing destination for him. Expensive. Because every what? other destination has glaring holes. PSG, he would not work well with. Him, Neymar, and Mbappe would not be. Yeah, P- yeah, I agree with that. Together. But let me ask you, what does Inter for next? Messi wants to win next season. What does Inter have to offer him? Inter, ha- Inter has stability. They have a. Mm, they yes have no. arguably they have. They have by the more proven coach than Juventus. They have the opportunity to make him the face of the team easily, like he was at Barca, which Juventus can't offer him. They have the ability to play in the a not extremely difficult league, you have to say, which right. Man City can't offer him. And you look at their team. They have good players around him. They're a, they have a very... Ah, but compare, I'm saying compare that to a, to a, you know, to a Man City. It, it's hard. It's hard. I, and I think. I mean, I think there's an argument that Man City, that from a Man City point of view, buying Messi would not be the the best decision for them. I think they could be. I think Koulibaly would help yeah, I improve think, their I think, team yeah, more than Messi that's would. Fair. That's fair. I think no matter what attacker they sign, their defensive issues won't go right. away. No, that's that's which true. Will which. Ah. Uh, will come back will always come back to haunt you at the end of the day but i just think there aren't that many great available options and i just think it yeah is no that's i think for him. yeah and i think that goes back to what i was saying in the beginning he is a little stuck and again i for messi if i'm if again i don't know what's going on to messi's head but you know messi needs a champions league right ever since um, when was it? Mm-hmm. 2015? I think the last time they won. I it. mean, that's undoubtable that no matter where yeah. he goes, the Champions yeah. League is gonna be mm-hmm. the thing for him. So, yeah, since 2015, um, he hasn't gotten one. He made that big speech saying he'll come back to the camp. No, that hasn't turned out, uh, unfortunately. Um, and I <laughs> really, just, well, you think it's well, unfortunately? <laughs> unfortunately for him, not not maybe not for maybe not for some others, but and I just think Inter Milan won't offer him a Champions League run. And even City just have a better squad. I'm not even going to say City will win the Champions League with him. Because I 100% agree with what you're saying. You can't win it without a good defense, right? This just can't mm-hmm. happen. And, I yeah, as, as you say, I who's to say uh, City will walk in and win the Champions League? And Juventus is the same thing. I just, right now, um, there aren't that many clear teams Right with no problems, and I know Spencer, you're going crazy right now with Liverpool. Um, I mean, I don't think he'd. I right. 
I, I don't think it's going to be realistic. If you're t- from a footballing but. perspective, I don't think he'd work out Liverpool at all. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I, like, you have to say he's not a Klopp type of player. The way he his work ethic is not yeah. what a Klopp type of player will be. Jurgen likes his players to press from the front. I think his wage would just completely screw up what Liverpool, yeah, yeah. the Liverpool wage no, structure. That, that, that's right. That's, I don't, that's, like, that's not going to happen. Obviously, every, if you're a football fan, you have to dream about Messi coming to your team. I'm sure as a Madrid fan, you're thinking, eh, imagine what I'm a okay. Messi signed I'm for okay. us. I'm I'm okay. To be honest with you, I'm okay. And I and I don't want to really get into it, but but realistically, I think it's gonna come down to one of the five teams and Man City, PSG, Juventus, and right. So that's you know just and Man United. Yeah, that's right. You know the teams that could afford him, Man U, as you say, Man U, PSG, City, Madrid, and and and, uh, and that's really Barcelona, I guess. But that's that's not gonna happen. So Madrid, Man U, there's no. So yeah, again, that, that really. I mean, you me. say you say afford him, but I think a lot. I think a lot of a large part of the destination options will come down to whether or not Barcelona or whether or not he's able to leave Barcelona right. for free. Right, and that's because yeah, I think if if he can't, then that takes Inter Milan out of the equation. It basically narrows it down to PSG and. Man City as 100%. the only two teams that could well, afford him. Well, th- or, and and maybe United, but I think there's way too many issues and problems yeah. for him to even consider a move there. Yeah. No, I mean... I, Not to mention it's Ronaldo's team. Yeah, and that's what I've said in the past. However, the one thing I would say to that is, if you know, we all know Ronaldo's ego. Um it's the biggest ego I can probably think of right now. And, and of course, that's what makes him good. But whatever. We're not going to get into that. And you're right. If you had asked me that years ago when he was at Madrid or at Man U, I would have said 100%. It would never work. I think, and again, this may be a little kind to him. I think at his age, right, he's, he's done it all, basically. And R- I Ronaldo? do believe. Yeah, Ronaldo. I yeah. believe that he would be able to I, – I hope he would be able to, right? He would um, allow Messi to come in and play at his – he might be the star. Um, you can't take it, uh, the all-starship away from Ronaldo, of course, but he might, you know, take away some of his goals, whatever. But I think Ronaldo and Messi, I hope that they would be, that wouldn't be the reason that they wouldn't play together. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be the reason why. That that to me seems a little too egotistic of them, of, of them both. And however, that would be, in my opinion, the best, the craziest transfer of all time. I think again, as we said, every team would like to see that. And it's going to be really interesting uh, to see this over the next few weeks. But again, as you say, and we we should get into this that Messi's release clause is seven hundred million euros. So that's you know. If, if if that is really the case and it, the clause that gets him out, um, which he supposedly signed, but it might be expired, whatever, if that doesn't work out, the release clause is never going to happen, right? And so from a Barca perspective, I don't want Messi to leave, right, I, at all, because he is my greatest player of all time. And, the greatest player uh, of all time. 
And I don't, you know, if I'm Bartomeu, I desperately don't, don't want him to leave in the sense of I'm toast. Bartomeu is toast if Messi leaves. So it's, it's hard because you can't, you can't. And we are talking about Bartomeu here. So I'm not going to say you can't. But as Barcelona <laughs> as a club, you can't force Messi to stay, can you, Spencer? You, you just can't. No, you can't. Listen, he's without a doubt their greatest ever player. The majority of people would say he's the greatest player of all time. He's been at the team since he was 10. If they tried to keep him against his will, it would destroy yeah. everything their club is built off of. Yeah. They're, re- they're typically regarded... Their image has taken a hit, but they like to consider themselves the people's club. Yeah, the more than to, a club. Right, 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 the, right in their stadium. The rival to the king, the kings, yeah, Los yeah. Blancos, <laughs> the royal white. Yeah, that's in true. Real Madrid, that's true. That's true. Franco's team. Mm-hmm. But I just think with everything their club is built off of, You're right? And especially. You just can't keep Messi against his will. All he's done for their team, sing- basically single-handedly dragged them through the past couple of seasons. I just, you can't disrespect him like that. 100%. I think they'd have to let him go if he wants to. Now, and, and we didn't um, we didn't talk about this real quick. I have read recently, after this has came out, that Messi would be willing to reconsider if Bartomeu was not there anymore. And he took his gang... Of, of the people beneath him away. Um, of course, the elections are the elections are in the air right now. It's being postponed. It's being pushed forward. <laughs> I don't really know when the elections are. I think it's next month, but who knows? Bartomeu was trying to scheme, trying to get one of his uh, g- guys from his group up to the election. He's having trouble getting himself again because there's like a, a rule on how many terms you can be, whatever, whatever. Say Bartomeu is fired tomorrow, Spencer. Is Messi staying in Barcelona? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just flat out that simple. Yeah. I think if Bartomeu gets fired tomorrow, although I'm not sure what would happen to Komen in that scenario. Me neither. 100%. I'm not sure if Messi approves of the Komen appointment. Uh, yeah. And especially if Bartomeu gets fired tomorrow, I think that puts Xavi back on the table. So I think I'm not sure what would happen with there, but... I think the only way I see Messi staying is if Bartomeu gets yep. fired tomorrow or decides to be a bigger person, which is extremely unlikely, and steps down. For sure. No, for sure. And that's that's a hard circumstance to be um, to be in. And again, as we are talking about Barcelona holding him back or whatever, it has came out too that if that Barcelona were to say, no, you don't have this clause in your contract, Sticking to your release clause, Messi might have to take him to uh to court, and you desperately don't want to see that. You know, years no and years at the club, no one that. wants. That's just such a bad way to end it. Um, and I don't even think Barcelona fans would want oh, him to no stay way. in that scenario. No way, no, no, no way. That that would just be a hard way to end such a, a time there at the club and career. And you know, real to more of a broader spectrum. If Lionel Messi leaves the club for Barca, that just signals rebuild. It's just time to rebuild. We've seen Suarez. He's going to – he's Ronald Koeman. I'm not sure he wants to stick with him. Gerard Piquet, Busquets, um, Lenglet, Jordi Alba. Guys who have been here for quite a few years now. 
And let me ask you the question. If Messi leaves, do you think it's just going to be a, a summer where maybe eight or six or eight players leave from Barcelona? I think no matter what, a lot of players should leave Barcelona. True. But I just – I don't see how Barcelona can do anything else but rebuild at this point. I mm. think they they need a complete revamp both behind the scenes and on the pitch. I'm not sure if Kuman's the right person to do it, but at the moment he is the man at the job. Right. I, I just – I think Barcelona are just a club in complete chaos at the moment. For sure. And I know you may be happy to see it. but well, you know. As a football fan, it's rough to see probably one of the two, or definitely one of the two biggest clubs on the planet along with yeah. Real Madrid just in complete chaos. No, 100%. And again, this does remind me as a Madrid fan, of course, with Ronaldo leaving a few years ago, um, just how bad Madrid were the next season. It was bad. And I have no reason to believe that, Met- that Barcelona will be the same, if not worse, which, you know, from but, different fans, I different mean, perspectives, I'm not going to say mine. I don't need to say mine. But it would be it would be just incredible. Well, no, not incredible. That's the wrong word, I think. But it would be pretty crazy to see Barcelona because I think they could have a shocker of a season. But – we will continue on with Messi's transfer saga. However, Spencer, I do actually, I, you know, we, we uh, postponed it from before, but I do want to get your prediction, Spencer. Where will Messi be at the start of next season as of right now? I think Messi will be at Inter Milan at the start Inter of next Milan. season. Inter Milan. Okay. No, I mean, yeah. I think I'm going to go with Manchester City. I think he's just going to go back to Guardiola. And I, I think, I'm not going to say it's going to go well. I'd, I'd but, love to see him at Man. I think... My preferred destination for him would first be Juventus because it's the Ronaldo link. Mm -hmm. After that, it would be any Premier League club, preferably not City. Uh, Chelsea have been linked with him recently as well. No, no way. And, I mean, you talk about spending power. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. I think think Chelsea... I think Chelsea are a team that should be talked about more in terms of spending power. I mean, you see all the players they're being linked to. They seem like the one team who are financially sound at the moment and yeah. have money to spend. Sure. They've been linked with Havertz for hundreds of million, Tagliofico, Ben Chilwell, and so many more players this summer. I think. I think that would be a very interesting move for him, for Messi as a player, especially. And also Chelsea are a team who have not shied away from making big transfers in the past. No, for sure. For sure. And we'll, but, we'll, 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 we'll get to Chelsea in one minute. I just want to get uh, my prediction where he'll be next season. And I said City just a few seconds ago, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it. And <laughs> this is going to be a little weird. Um maybe a little bit against of what the news has come out recently. But I'm going to say that he will be at Barcelona next season. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how it's going to – yeah, I, I, as you say, I want him to be at Juventus. But for some reason, I don't think Bartomeu is going to last um, very few weeks more. I mean, I don't know, to the next election. And I don't know. It's just – I think – I really think Messi might be there again. I For some reason, it just it seems as if he can't leave, you know. And 
I would like to see him in the Premier League in the sense of that's what a lot of criticism he has gotten, um, you know, in his amazing career, which criticism is stupid, but he has gotten some of it for not being able to get out of his comfort zone. Um, and the Serie A is getting out, of course, but getting into the real hard levels of the Premier League where we've seen other players play. And if he were to, to be able to go there at 33 and get the same amount of numbers he is in La Liga, which I think is impossible, but to say he did, that would just, wow, that would shock, I think, everyone. But, and, and you brought up Chelsea just a few minutes ago, and let's hop into them real quick because we see uh, Ben Showell's almost confirmed it's going to happen, um, along with Thiago Silva. Kai Havertz is up next, apparently. I mean, Spencer, I guess Chelsea must have saved hundreds of millions when they didn't. And they couldn't sign last summer. I have no clue where all this money's coming from, but Abramovich really is spending on this team. Yeah, I mean, they've made so many signings this summer in the midst of a pandemic. I'm not mm-hmm. completely sure where all this money is coming no, from. No, I don't I don't know. <laughs> like they sold Hazard last summer, but I mean what it looks like they're gonna make maybe five signings of yeah. more than fifty million. Big numbers too. And it's just, and they still need are looking at signing a new goalkeeper on top of this. Yep. And it's it's just crazy to think that a team like them would have so much money going around in this pandemic. And I mean, fair play to Abramovich, mm-hmm. assuming he's not violating any financial fair play, which is a very real possibility, considering Chelsea were just banned from transfers for violating it last year. But if he's got their finances in order, this is great management from him. Yeah. No, 100%. And I think, well, let me ask you, Spencer, as a Liverpool fan, are you a little nervous? No. Oh, no. Come on. I know you're a little nervous right now. I'm not nervous. You're not nervous. When I look at the Chelsea team, I'm not nervous. I think the only team that could compete with the Liverpool next year in the league is Man City. Mm, okay. I still think they need – I'm not convinced at all by the yeah. Nathan Ake signings. True. Even if they signed Messi, I wouldn't be worried in the slightest. In the slightest. Okay. Okay. I, I, think the only, I think the only way Liverpool don't win the league next year is if Man City signed Koulibaly. Yeah. All right. I mean, you know, it's going to Bar- be a lot of time. Barring, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, barring, we'll any, barring any major injuries to Liverpool players, I think the only way they don't win the league is Man City sign Kula Bali. Yeah. No, and, and again, going back to Chelsea, I mean, uh, if this hybrids deal goes through, they're going to spend over $200 million this, this uh, window, which, wow. I mean, I guess they got, you know, 100 of it around um, from Hazard. But during the pandemic, it looks like they didn't take as much as a hit as other teams, I guess. I'm not, I'm not sure. But um, Thiago Silva coming in, I think that is cool for Chelsea. I'm not, again, we talked about that in the last, last episode. and didn't really impress either of us that much. Ben Showell, I do like. I like Ben Showell. And at Havertz, of course. Um, um, and, and, the, and the others, 100%. I think those are, those are all going to be very interesting to see. Uh, Ziyech and Werner and so on and so on. But a little, you know, maybe one more real quick before we uh, possibly wrap it up. Uh, going back to Thiago, and we talked about him during the Bayern game in Champions League final. Um, he has 
apparently said that he's looking to leave. And the biggest destination right now is Liverpool. Spencer, I got to be honest with you. If he goes to Liverpool, right, and he's a defensive mid, I think, I'll, I'll say it real quick, I think he's better than Jordan Henderson. I got to be honest with you. You may disagree with that. I think he is a better football player than Jordan Henderson. But you can't bench Jordan Henderson, right? So, did Thiago, did Thiago fit or start in that, in that Liverpool squad? Thiago starts in that Liverpool team. I think the way Klopp plays, I mean, if you pay attention to the Liverpool line, lineup at all, you know he never – the midfield is really the one area of the team he rotates constantly. Right. They basically have a – they have a very set-in-stone set back line and front three. Mm-hmm. I, he starts different midfielders every game. He always subs them. So I think there is space in the midfield, especially with Adam Lallana leaving, James Milner getting older. But so I think there is space for him. And at the end of the day, he's a world-class player that would undoubtedly improve Liverpool as a team. So I think there, yeah. I think there's space for any world-class player in any team. For sure. For sure, and I think that does effectively wrap up the episode. Um, this is this was pretty long. We're definitely going to come back to you guys next week with more. Yeah, we have more transfer news. We do want to extend the episode. Um, come back with Messi. I think Matia might be coming back on the next episode. Spencer, do you have any idea? I'm not sure. Yeah. Let's see if he's still in summer mode or not. Yeah, no, we have no clue. He's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. I don't really know, but maybe he'll be back. That might be good news for you. That might be bad news. <laughs> but we will see you guys next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.